1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
0: Believe. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Today, we're taking a deep dive on the Browns as they head into the Patriots week. The Browns won the bye week as nothing crazy came out of 76 Lou Groza Boulevard and Bill Belichick already said the Browns were ahead of the Patriots because we were able to practice on on Tuesday. Tony, what do you think?
1: I think the Browns are in trouble. Um, (laughs) I I mean, I know this has been a a prevailing theme, but I, I don't think there could be a worse team for them to have to go against coming out of the bye because For one, um, you know the Patriots always come prepared, but most especially for this game, um, if Bill Belichick wins this game, uh, this will be the 300th career victory um, for him as a head coach, and I gotta believe the guys know that in New England. Uh, Certainly, coach probably knows that, and I I think they're going to be playing with a little, little extra fire. I mean, as if they needed it already. You know, the other thing that is amazing, the amazing stat for me is if New England beats us on Sunday, it will guarantee them a 500 or better record for the 19th straight season. And uh, certainly when we compare that to what the Browns are going to be guaranteed after,
0: uh, <laughs> after Sunday, I, I just think that's an amazing that's an amazing stat. And that really... In any sport, that's an amazing yeah. run. I mean, it doesn't even matter. I mean, yeah, I think professional football, especially, given the ups and downs. But in any sport, that's an amazing statistic. Yeah, I mean, they're just,
1: they're the gold standard right now. And like I said, and and that does not bode well for the the Browns, because we are not the gold standard. Well, I
0: mean, come on, Tony. If you're looking at the advanced stats, the Pats are number one in in DVOA. Uh, Their offense, however, only 13th only uh, middling to a certain extent. Um, however, their defense is number one by a mile. It's not even close how good their defense is compared to the rest of the league. Yeah. The Browns, on the other hand, overall 25th. Offense, 27th. Defense, with which I thought beginning of the season was going to be a, a strength of this team. I wasn't necessarily as sold as on the offense just because Baker's in his second year, and yeah, sometimes guys make a leap, sometimes guys make a step back. I thought he would be hopefully similar to what he was last year, but I really thought the defense was going to step up this year, and, and they just haven't.
1: No, and, and, and you know, when you talk about the Patriots' defense, this game could be the game that sends both the McCourty brothers to the Pro Bowl um, because I gotta believe the, the over under. On interceptions for this game, uh, I'm thinking four, five. I mean, what do oh, we really,
0: really? I mean, I, I just I think is gonna, is, is Baker going to get Darnold? Is I that what you're know, saying? Is he, is he going to be seeing ghosts?
1: Uh, yeah, he, he may be. I mean, it is Halloween season, so um, I, I just I just don't think it's going to go well. I think the only the only way that the Browns have a chance in this game is if they ride Nick Chubb. I mean they, ha- they have to and, and I, that's a difficult task because New England's defensive line is. I mean they're no joke either. And um, I, But that's our only chance. If we can't run the ball and control the
0: clock a little bit it, it could get ugly quick. Yeah I think the over under on Baker interceptions at the beginning of the season was 20. Um, I think if you're holding the over on that uh, you're feeling pretty good yeah. at this point in the season, and then you got the Pats on Sunday. I wouldn't be surprised to see three. I might be surprised to see four. Um, I think two is almost guaranteed, um, given the way our offense has functioned. However, our special teams, Tony, fourth overall in the league. Well, hey, you know, so small sure. victories. Yeah, hopefully our punter doesn't pull his hamstring this week.
1: Um, You know, (laughs) that could be a possibility. I I just, I don't know, like I said, I hate to keep beating him up, but, you know, um, my thing is this. The key to this game is to get out of this game with a minimum amount of injuries because, um, you know, we've got Denver coming up next after that, and then we've got Buffalo coming up next after that, and then we've got Pittsburgh twice in three weeks. Although, although,
0: right, this year... I mean, you're looking at those defenses, Pats, Broncos, Bills, right? The the Broncos haven't necessarily been what yeah. they could have been or should have been or what people had anticipated, but they're still a very good defense. Steelers are a break, realistically, from the defensive side of yeah. things.
1: The thing that scares me with that is the, the fact that we have to play them twice in three weeks. It's never, it never bodes well. I mean, I, I have a feeling we'll end up losing one of those. So if we split that, I don't know what that puts us at. Are we four and. Uh, four and twelve. Four?
0: <laughs> All right, so you're assuming well, who's in between the two Pittsburgh ones? I guess I gotta look. Who do we got? The Bengals there? Yeah. So um I gotta assume I gotta I gotta hope <laughs> we beat be the Bengals. Yeah, yeah but you don't beat them then we're the the Bills game is interesting, I think, because we've seen what their offense is and it, it's not a juggernaut. That's gonna be in in my mind, that's gonna be a twenty seventeen Game, something like that, and that one could go either way. I think their defense is substantially better than ours, but I actually think the Browns' offense is is better than the Bills' offense. I, I mean, Baker's hasn't played quite as well even as Josh Allen has played this year, but I think if if you had to give me a choice, I'm taking the Browns' offense. Well, I think uh, you know at some point here the weather is going to start playing a factor, and I think if the weather if the weather
1: becomes a factor, I think the Browns have an advantage over any of the teams they have in the second half of the season if they ride Nick Chubb because I think Nick Chubb in a game where the field conditions are miserable could become you know the 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 thing that puts the Browns over the top. Uh, I mean, he can control you know control the clock. He'll be able to you know get yards. Um, I just think I we well we've been saying it since the opening game. I I don't feel like we've used him enough. I I, I don't think he can get enough touches in a game. Like you run him until he can't run anymore. That's going to be the key to whether or not they're successful the second half of the season. They have to get him going. And you, know, you know you got Cream Hunt's going to get added to the mix here. You know that should help too obviously. But I think once Cream Hunt goes you you ha- I mean you have to keep rotating those two guys in and do a Mac Biner. Um, type
0: offense where you're just
1: You just you just
0: made um, every Browns fan heart dance with delight by bringing it, yeah. up uh, a Mac Biner uh, combo. And if you enjoy the show as much as Tony enjoys watching Nick Chubb run the football please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes We're also available on your favorite directories, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn You can find us at Believe.com B-L-E-A-V dot com and at Believe Podcast. That's at B-L-E-A-V podcasts. So the weather, though, when you're playing Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, doesn't matter. Right? I mean, yes, the Dolphins at one point, but is that, I don't even know. I'd have to look at the schedule and I don't have it memorized. Is Is that a home game? Is that an away game? Right? If we're in Miami, then the weather doesn't matter. If they're coming here, then... Hey, for, uh, we
1: could play Miami on the moon. We better beat Miami this year. Well... I mean, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that,
0: that, that one better
1: be a win. Because if you start losing games like that, then um, then we're going to stop talking about football um, on the field and start talking about moves in the offseason. But if you're
0: talking if you're talking weather, I mean, if we're playing... I mean, look at the schedule. All the teams are cold-weather teams. Yeah. Is it is it really going to play that much? Role? I, mean, I get what you're saying with hey, how we need to maybe structure the offense or, or some of the things that they need to look at going forward. But it's not really going to be anything that those other teams are not trying to do. And it's not going to be any surprise. And they're not going to co- be coming up from Tampa to five degrees no, in Cleveland.
1: I, I, just, I just feel if the weather is bad and you're going to rely on the arm and accuracy of Baker Mayfield, then you're in big trouble. Uh, because at least from the body of work that he has provided us to look at from game one to now, he is not, he's not capable of being that guy. It, you can't, you can't put the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands and say, this guy's going to win a game for you. I just don't feel
0: comfortable saying that. And if the weather's bad, it's even worse. And I, mean, I would have felt more comfortable saying that last year. Oh yeah, well, realistically. yeah. I mean, because he cause he, think he did win a couple games well, yeah. for us oh, last definitely, year. Definitely, definitely. <laughs>
1: I, I mean, I just feel like that feeling, that feeling is gone. That that honeymoon is over, and I know people will talk about a sophomore slump. I get that, but um, at the end of the day, uh, it's there. It, it it's there, and it's, um, it's going to be a factor um, for the rest of these games, and, and I think that's why you have to hand the ball to Nick Chubb. You have to be able to establish the run and ride Nick Chubb, and and you know hunt. Um, to some extent when he gets back you know that'll be the interesting thing what does he look like when he comes back you know because people are going to say he's rested well you know rested without reps like actual reps uh, you know he's still going to be coming in in kind of a pre form well if he's coming it's going to take week, him a game or two yeah, yeah. at least so I mean where are we
0: at if we have to wait till week 10 or game 10 well, especially with the way practices are now, right? A couple yeah. years ago, well, he could have gotten some of those reps in practice because every day was a full pads hitting day yeah. with, hey, you got one, one day essentially full pad day a week. He's not, unless you're handing it to him every single time just so he, you could beat him up before Sunday, um, which doesn't make much sense, he's not going to get a ton of those live action yeah. reps even in even in practice before, before game days. But I'm looking forward to him at least providing another option and maybe – Confusing a defense or two with a couple plays that that we can't necessarily execute right now without him. Yeah,
1: well, I think he has that that factor that Baker had last year. You know, teams don't really have a, a book on what the Browns' offense looks like with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the in the backfield. I mean, and and I, I gotta believe that you know Kitchens is is going to be able to come up with some kind of you know, magical plays. Okay, uh, now I'm gonna ask you this.
0: Too. Why do you believe that when we haven't necessarily seen that for the first six games well, of the season? Well, I,
1: I have to and I'm just this is just my gut. I have to believe that going into this bye for the second half of the season, Freddie Kitchens has to know that his ability to remain as a head coach of a team um is, is gonna rely on the success of this team for the second half of the season. And with that, I, I imagine he's probably gonna probably gonna start commanding more of uh, a say in, in how the offense is run. I mean, I would I I believe his focus has to be on that. I mean, the defense could fail and and the team could fail, and at least Freddie Kitchens has a buyout, right? You know, he's he's got to, Hey, I'm not a defensive guy, but if the team fails because the offense fails, he really like what's he gonna say?
0: I, I he's mean, he's Dan Quinn in Atlanta, right? Oh, well, yeah. I mean realistically. Yeah. I mean, obviously they had the run, but since the Super Bowl run and Matt Ryan having the season of his life, yeah. he's a defensive coach and that defense has been atrocious. Yeah, I mean,
1: and you can't... What are you going to say?
0: I mean, you have no excuses at that point, so I... You could be Brian Billick, right? Could be. <laughs> it always happens. It always yeah. happens. But no, I agree, right? If, if you're the offensive genius and the, and the offense isn't working, then you're quickly finding your way out the door yeah. more often than not. Yeah. So So then is there That's what we've got to look forward to. <laughs> That'd <would> be awesome. <laughs> so so 300 wins though. Let's talk a little bit about that, right? That's huge. Is he the is he the best coach in NFL history hands down now? Is there is it even close? Yes, right? He doesn't have the the wins record which will come shortly if he decides to stay. But is he the greatest coach in NFL history?
1: I I think without a doubt. I, I don't even think it's close. I, if you look at if you look at the okay, you look at number of championships, and you can go off of that. That's fine. But if you look at the number of championships he's won, and look at those teams individually, each one of those teams won differently, and and, and they you know they beat different teams. Um, they had different people step up for each one of those games, and I just I feel like you could as long as you've got the quarterback you know you've got the Tom Tom Brady I mean he has proven that you can plug anybody into his system and they'll be successful and they don't they don't win with big name guys I mean you can't I'd, I'd be hard pressed to believe that Julian Edelman on any other roster is is a Super Bowl MVP I just don't I don't see that um, he's got something special going there and the 300 wins, I mean, in like I said, just the consistency. Not you know 19 or 18 straight years right now. 19 after this weekend of being 500 plus, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous run. Uh, I mean, and you can look at Shula and, and look at the guys that he's going to be compared against. Have they they had good runs, but did they have a run
0: that that was that that consistent? No, and I and it, I mean Shula's got 347. So, I mean, you look at Belichick, he's going to have the second half of this season, Mm -hmm. right? So he's going to have, after the Browns game, right, if you assume he has 300 then. He's going to have eight more shots at the Apple. Then he's going to have the playoffs. And then realistically, within three seasons of some playoffs, he's going to be right there in the beginning of four seasons from now. He's going to be passing... Chula as number one in wins, for and, NFL and
1: I, I, I gotta believe. I, you know, as a guy who he plays it kind of coy, like that. You, you know, you would think when talking to him that that stuff doesn't matter, but you, but you better believe that he knows how close he is to that stuff. And right well, now, you can't
0: not pay attention yeah. to it. I, plus, he's getting asked about it every single minute, well, yeah. so it's not. Well, if
1: that and and I think right now when you look at this group of guys. All they've got left, they've already proven they can win. I mean, they've got six. That's a lot. Okay. <laughs> they've already proven right now it's about building let like just long lasting legacies. And that's why I feel like you know, I feel bad for the Browns going on this week, but I also feel bad for every team that's left on the schedule because I I truly believe they are hell bent on having an undefeated season. I mean that's one of those things when you look at the list of things that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady don't have it's a very short list but that's one of the things that's on that list and I really think that that, that Super Bowl 42 loss to the Giants that still burns in their belly that they lost that game and they lost that opportunity to have a undefeated season and uh, I think that's the thing that drives them you, you know it's not the 6 championships we want to add 7 It's the we need to get back to the Super Bowl again because we really should have nine right now going for
0: ten. I mean that's the way they look at it. Yeah, and and you can't argue with them, right? I mean, well, people talk about hey, there's been plenty of close Super Bowls that they could have lost out of those six. Well, plenty of all the ones that they lost, they could have easily flipped the script. Yeah. So
1: I I, I mean, so it's bad enough you got to play the New England Patriots, but now you're playing the New England Patriots with that at know. home yeah right at their right, house right, at
0: home. right so it's going to be great yeah and
1: everybody's talking about how you know we were coming off a bye they're coming off a short week because they, they, they
0: played uh you know monday night did monday they really night? play monday night right they played yeah, a half they, they played yeah. a half of football <laughs> monday night so they got us they got a scrimmage game in against yeah. the jets um hopefully everybody took the under on that and well it was a six-hour bus ride probably you know okay all right all right <laughs> I mean, it's a little little travel bus little, leg. yeah you know, did they, I wonder if they stopped at McDonald's on the way home, yeah, they right? Like the, you know, hey, we got a team coming in, um, <laughs> so <laughs> so straight prediction. G- give me a score. What do you think it's going to be? Obviously, we were both anticipating the Patriots winning.
1: The, well, the the line I think is to almost two touchdowns. Um, was it third? I think it's third. It was thirteen. I think last time I looked.
0: Here I'm clicking. Um,
1: Let me see. That's the click in the background. If you hear it. Um. Uh, I think it'll be very similar to what they did to the Jets. They'll dismantle the Browns early and then coast from there. I, I'd see it probably like a 35-3,
0: yeah. uh, something like that. The opening line was 11. So, yeah. you know, if it, I could see it having gotten bet up by this point. So so 13 wouldn't be. And I would see something probably similar. I think, I pray, the Browns' offense is, is slightly better than the Jets' offense. Um just given the situation the Jets were in with Darnold and the fact that Baker started every game this year and, and hasn't had anything um, super substantial from an injury standpoint. So I'm going to say maybe I'm going to go 31 to 13.
1: It's good. You know what will be interesting uh, after the comments Baker uh, has recently made about the, the referees? I think that'll be something, I, I guess, you know, that's the thing we get to watch for. We're not going to see good football. Um, but but we can watch
0: for bad refing, right? So, oh, that's hey you know. You know I, I
1: think anticipating those calls will give us. A, that's something we could rally around. We'll just blame the refs. I think
0: that's what Browns fans have been <laughs> rallying around for the last twenty years. Um, but that's the challenge, right? Is he can't be making those comments, right? If you, from a leadership standpoint, you can't have that guy making that comment. If he wants to back somebody up that made those comments, like, hey, I support my teammates. That's fine. But you can't have the leadership in the team blaming outside forces. Well, and, and now it's not even so much blame. It, it's it's
1: almost as if he's baiting them. He's baiting the league to find him one more time, which I think is a distraction to me. Move on. Like, you're not going to beat the system. Do, do, do you think at some point the NFL is going to say, uh, you know what, Baker, you're right. Here's your money back. Uh, we're going to pay <laughs> back. That. I mean, that's not going to happen. And, and all he's doing by bringing, you know, more attention to the team and their complaints is—I I don't want to say the refs are going to retaliate, but it'll be—it'll be interesting to see how it, how it plays out. I mean, to me, this goes back to what I said last week about them focusing on too much outside of just the game. To me, if you're Baker Mayfield and you're two and four. If somebody asks you about the refs, you, you just don't even comment. You say, you know what, we're focused on getting to, be, uh, getting to three and four. That's our focus. Like, the refs thing, who cares? Like, I'm, I'm here to win games. That's what you want to hear from a leader. That's what you want to hear from, you know, a group of guys that are supposedly trying to turn it around. You can't still be looking at the Seattle game and the refs in the Seattle game when we're about ready to get steamrolled by one of the greatest teams in the history of the NFL.
0: I mean, I think I would be concerned about that. <laughs> I'd probably be a little more focused on that game. Yeah. So So we'll wrap it up here, folks. Again, if you enjoy the shows, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and tune in. And you can also find us at believe dot com. dot com. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at B L E A Believe dot com. Have a great one, Brownsbackers.